If you're a high net worth individual business owner, you need to start making strategic plans on how to become a real estate professional so that you can utilize this depreciation. Welcome to the Free From Wall Street podcast, where we share how we have done over $200 million in real estate deals to create, preserve, and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. If you're ready to start investing with purpose, visit freefromwallstreet.com. But for now, let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Free From Wall Street podcast. My name is Steven Libman. I am your host. Thanks for jumping in again. I just had a conversation with a client of ours, and we were talking about some of the benefits of the fund. And he started to ask me a question, which I think we've covered on this show a few times, but it's always good. My buddy... Um, Sharon Shivatsa always says, it's we don't need to be taught, we need to be reminded. So this is just a good reminder that real estate professional status is a thing. It is not being a real estate agent. It is not being a realtor. It is not being just a real estate investor that's active. Like There's a couple of things that you can do right, to create real estate professional status in your life. The first thing is you have to be active in the business, right? So you have to be an active investor. And you have to spend at least 750 hours in real estate to get that real estate professional status. Now, there's ways to do this, right? It's important that you research and start to look for partners that can help you do this. Tax-free wealth from Tom Wheelwright is the guy who you want to talk to about this. Our client is actually a client of his, and he was talking to us about how he's been telling him to do more real estate, but you know he's just too busy because he owns a business and it's a successful one. And you know, shouldn't he just double down on making more money versus paying less in taxes? And the answer is yes, <laughs> you should do both. And the reason you should do both is because it just increases your wealth exponentially, right? And when you start talking about legacy wealth, like we talked about on the last podcast, that is how you exacerbate legacy wealth, right? If you keep more of it in your pocket and you have more investable assets, then you can, in turn, create more wealth to pass on or give away. So important to learn what the tax code says about this and also how to play in that arena, right, of how you play with the tax code. So, you know, what we were talking about for him specifically is non-working spouse, can she become a real estate professional? And then when they file jointly, that depreciation that you get from these investments can offset his ordinary income or his business income. And we've done a show about this with one of our accountants, but I just thought it was important to bring back up, especially in this context of building legacy wealth, because yes, you can certainly go and make more money, but if you keep more, that is making more, right? So penny saved, penny earned is kind of the ethos behind this. But if you can do both and not have it destroy the time that you do have and whether that's through a non-working spouse or some of these guys are asking me if they should be if they should go buy like an Airbnb or a yearly rental because some accountants make that distinction that okay now you're a real estate professional because you own one of these and I'm like yeah but how active do you want to be like you want to change toilets and get calls from tenants and things like that most of them say no, right? So if you're a high net worth individual business owner, you really need to, and this is what I said on the call today, was it's not a light switch. You need to start making strategic plans on how to become a real estate professional so that you can utilize this depreciation. And maybe that is if you're a single business owner, moving to a place where you can take owner distributions and you're really passive in the business. If you're passive in the business, the depreciation for passive investments will offset that income. 
so you don't have to pay those taxes. Anyway, it's a good discussion. I think the first thing you need to do is find an accounting team or somebody that can help you analyze where you're at, how much you're spending in taxes. I mean, at the top federal tax rate, right, which is going up now, but let's call it 37% before state taxes, for every 100 grand, you only get to keep about 63 of it. Well, if you were to keep 80 of it, right, how much faster would that income compound for retirement, right? It's just knowing the tax code. We all play by the same rules. I think it's super important to understand that what people call loopholes is what they're just referring to as the tax code. It infuriates me when people talk about the loopholes in the tax code. Well, Congress voted on how to structure the tax code. So there are no, quote, loopholes. That's just what the tax code says. And if you don't know it, that's not on the people that do know it. It's on you. You know, I think the um, the level of ignorance surrounding the tax code, and I'm, I'm certainly guilty of this, is that we just don't know. So we pay whatever we think we're supposed to pay. And that is dangerous. Right. We're talking about the new 87,000 IRS agents. And I keep seeing and hearing this comment. Well, I don't cheat on my taxes, so I don't have anything to worry about. Clearly from people who have never been audited, right? Because you can get audited and not be a tax cheat. And the time, effort, energy, and money that is tied up in fighting an audit is oftentimes not worth it. So you end up just paying whatever they tell you to pay anyway. The system is disproportionately rigged towards the people that can afford to pay teams of attorneys and accountants to go and argue with the IRS for you. When we started this business, we did not have a team of accountants and attorneys. We had one bookkeeper and a accountant. And let me tell you, what those guys charge an hour, there was no chance I was able to fight off what the IRS told me we owed, right? So... We haven't been audited yet, but my point in saying all of this is that the tax code is written a certain way. If you're playing by the rules, then you don't have a fear of being audited. You're not working some system. You're not working some loophole. You're literally just playing by the rules that were created. So anyway, tax-free wealth. You'll hear my son. He's about to yell down the hallway at me. Tax-free wealth. Tom Wheelwright. Go find it. Read it. Get some taxes and accounting advice and uh, think about real estate professional status and how to get there. It's an important topic if you're a business owner. All right, Noah has arrived. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think. 